The views and opinions expressed by the following program are those of the host, guest, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station or the Webster Rockio Ministries, its management, or other host or underwriting sponsors. Programs presented on KWRHLP are for educational and entertainment purposes only. Welcome back to In Tune. This is Arnold Stricker with Ellie Wharton. We have in studio with us Bill Sauerwine from Pedago St. Louis. Bill, welcome to In Tune. Well, Arnold and Ellie, thank you both for having me. This is great. Well, this is going to be a lot of fun. I can tell that already. You you seem like you are a ball of wax there. Yes, I am, uh, I am having fun these days at Pedago St. Louis. I truly am. So tell us, you weren't a bicycle manager owner type for in a previous life. Tell us a little bit about your, your previous life and how you got into this. Well, professionally, I was, an, I was an attorney for my entire career. Owned my own office in St. Louis, practiced in Clayton, had a wonderful group of people working for me, a lot of which were bicyclists, by the way, and then set a goal to uh, retire early from that with the goal of starting another business. And then I searched out a business to open and arrived at a, a Pedago bike dealership. It just seemed to check all those boxes I was looking for in that second career. So far, it's been a wonderful thing. Now, and a lot, the things that you sent me, you had, this was not something that you got to a point in your career as an attorney and said, okay, I need to do something else. You had been thinking about this, that you were going to devote so much time to being an attorney, and then you had other aspirations. That's right. My secretary joked during her whole time working for me, which was about 28 years, that uh, from the day I hired her, I told her, I'm going to do this for about 25 years, and then I'm going to do something else you know I want to I, I always had an interest in business in owning businesses and I kind of set that goal from day one and you were an entrepreneur all the way back to your youngster days correct <laughs> well I guess you could say that I, I, I always think I learned a great deal about business when I was 13 years old and had a paper route uh, because you had to, I had to buy my own product. I had to uh, market to customers. I had to keep track of my receivables and payables. And of course, uh, when you're a paper boy back in those days, you had the absolute responsibility to deliver those papers every day on time. And in and the right part of the, the lawn, too. That's right. <laughs> that is key because, you know, you could be throwing that paper and it could be, it could end up anywhere. No matter what the weather either that's oh that's right yeah were you oh, here uh, in st louis doing this uh, uh actually i was i was born and raised just across the river in illinois and my paper route was in belleville illinois but i just reflect back on all the responsibility and knowledge i gained from that job that i still used later in life as i owned my own law firm and and talked with other business owners all the time in my practice so the moral of that story, kids, those of you who are listening from on summer vacation from school, is that those jobs that may look menial have great value and great skills that you can learn that you can use the rest of your life. That's right. Well, the, the paper route, though, was always a very important one, and I was making joke about making sure that the paper was thrown in the right spot because that was a daily that could be a daily annoyance you know when you come out and one day your paper is in the rose bush and now you've got to go hike into the bush you know to, to find it or you've thrown it and it's on top of the roof 
Yeah. You know, I mean, so yeah. there was precision in that as well. And I think even getting to know the likes and dislikes of each one of your customers. If you had an older person, trying to make sure that that paper was closer to the front door. Yep, I agree. I was going to say that you had to sort of know who you were delivering to. I would deliver them up to their front doors or I would put them in the mailbox mostly. But if I had a customer back, even back then, who I knew might be physically disabled and somewhat, I made sure they had the paper. Everywhere. Right. And the main one, you know, you, they just threw, you threw that up in the rafters the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> now, was this in the morning or after school? It was at, uh, back then the paper was delivered after school. And so I would get home from school around three o'clock. I'd, I'd have to load my bike. I heard you talking about the uh, uh, doing uh, the BMX bikes earlier. I had a big canvas satchel on the front of my bike. I would load it up with the papers and I would take off on my route for about an hour, an hour and a half. I'd always try to be back in time for Gilligan's Island. Something <laughs> yeah, yeah. really important. And then you also, there was Absolutely. a skill involved with that because that meant that you had to ride kind of one-handed, like with the left hand, right, while you flung with the right one. Is that what you did? Well, I wasn't. Uh, we we didn't fling back then so much as uh, now they throw them out of the moving van. That's right, you know, exactly. But no, back then we put every newspaper in the mailbox or took it up to someone's front door. Wow. A lot of getting on, getting off. Yeah. Getting on, getting off. Luckily, it wasn't a horse. (laughs) That had been real problems. Or one of those tall wheel bicycles. Yeah, that's right. But if it had been a horse, you could have just ridden it right there to the front door. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's true. See, now if I had a horse, it would have driven my costs of doing business much higher because I would have had to feed my horse all the time. And clean up up after it, too. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I know what that's all about. So talk to us about Pedigo. Tell us a little bit about this company. What are they like and how long have they been around? Pedigo Electric Bites has been around since around 2008. It's a company based in Huntington Beach, California that manufactures and sells this unique brand of electric powered bicycles. They are battery powered. The battery powers a little hub motor that is designed specifically for the company that sits on the back wheel, or within the back wheel, I should say. The whole theory behind the Pedego bike is that it it, uh, makes riding more fun. The rider is allowed to be on the bike for much longer than they would on a regular bike because they don't become exhausted. Uh, They're enjoying themselves. And because they're on the bike farther, they're out there getting exercise and just enjoying bicycling. And how many different models do they do they make? Yeah, Pedego makes 18 different models of bikes. Sheesh. So they make uh, a couple, anything from uh, the high-end mountain bikes that are now really seeing this advent of you know battery power to assist the mountain bikers, to what I think is their principal line of products, which is the cruiser-style bike and commuter-style bike. You'll see when if when you go to California or anywhere along our southern uh, states or up the east coast where there's wind and hills and the weather's wonderful all the time, you'll see Pedego electric bikes everywhere. And especially in California where uh, there's people riding on the beaches, uh, where there's people outside constantly. Uh, they're outside on their Pedego bikes getting around where we might otherwise use cars here in the Midwest. Yeah, very interesting, very interesting. The owner, there's two kind of co-founders. I know one of them had had an electric bike shop 
yeah. and had accumulated the bicycles and, and eventually thought, well, the quality of these is not what they should be. And one of his best friends, they got together and they devised the company. And their, their motto, I love it, it's not a high-tech gadget or fancy bicycle component. It's the person riding it. The pedagogue model is... Hello, fun. <laughs> and their spokesperson is very famous. Space. The final frontier. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship, I should say, of the Pedagog bicycle. Enterprise. William, William Shatner. Now, he, well, let me just tell you, he really looks like the epitome of uh, good health. I'm sorry. <laughs> you should see him on the Pedagog commercials, though. I, I have not seen him on the Pedagog. I've seen him on the uh, travel commercials that yes. he was, would, would do. And I thought he was always quite funny doing that. So I could yeah. see him doing that. But he just doesn't, to me, seem like, you know, I mean, I could see you doing like a Tom Cruise or, you know, a, you know. Well, maybe, he's, maybe he's got a the money more. fantastic <laughs> sense of humor. And my understanding is he actually owned a Pedigo uh, before he became the spokesman. Okay. And then approached the company and said, listen, I love this bike. What what can I do for you? What wow. more can I wow. do for you? Very cool. Well, a guy, and, a guy that's been out in space like that, I mean, yeah, he yeah, would have something. Yeah, he's been everywhere. <laughs> he's been everywhere. He's gone where no man has gone before. So you, a lot of models to choose from. Let, let's talk about some things here. You know, we talk about hill climbing, acceleration, power. I kind of want to take apart the bicycle themselves, uh, not physically, but, you know, there's pedal assist. What does that exactly mean? You know, can I pedal and not use it at all, or how does that work? So our bikes are just like regular bikes, um, except, we like to say, except they're better. But pedal, what pedal assist does is uh, once you select the level of battery power that you want to use, you know, and you can you can change that while you're riding with our little uh, LCD screen that's on the bike. It is what I like to say is behind your pedaling. So you'll be pedaling, and the pedal assist will sense when you're you need a little more energy on the pedals, and it will deliver that additional power from the battery immediately and it does so often through this rear hub motor that sits on on the back wheel and it just makes pedaling easier and you can pedal as much as you want or as little as you want so uh, if you have it on say level one then you're still doing most of the pedaling it's a, it's definitely a human powered machine uh, you're doing most of the pedaling and the battery is just kind of in the background helping you. If you have it on level five, the bike is doing most of the pedaling and you are you are riding the bike and getting where you wanted to go just a little faster. So you could actually not be pedaling and you're still moving forward. You could be doing that. Going uphill. Like, yeah, kind of like, a, that's, to me that would be like a commuter mode, you yes. know, where you're just, you know, okay, right. I've got my suit on and my nice dress and my nice pants. I don't want to get sweaty. So I just kind of sit there and steer and make sure that I get where I'm going yes. versus the weekender. Okay, now I'll put it on one and I really just want to really work out. Right. I was a road cyclist for many, many years and that was my weekend routine was I would get out and just, you know, hammer it. Uh, just go, 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 go and pedal and I realized that I'd be exhausted the rest of the day. You know, I couldn't get anything else done on a Saturday. So uh, this will help you with that. This, you can still go out and get exercise, 
Uh, you can still go see, go to the places you want to go, uh, but when you return, that power will help you uh, defray some of that exhaustion, and you're you're going to be loving it. You're going to be enjoying it, and you return with a smile on your face. Does that replace the gears? I uh, know it still has gears. It still ships like a regular bike. You can use it in coordination with the gears to sort of uh, control your cadence of the pedals. Um, so everybody pedals a little differently. Everybody wants to. Some people want to pedal a little faster. Some slower. It is. It is a bike, and just like a regular bike in that respect, is you can shift it. You know. So that little device then up on the handlebars must be like a little computer that monitors, and it's here we go with electronics and computers and what they're doing to as I was thinking well shoot that could replace a derailleur you wouldn't even need gears that would would become your gears eventually yeah well there are a lot of people who you know when they own the pedagos and depending on how uh, they feel when they're riding they'll leave it in the same gear and then control the level of battery power through the uh, lcd screen that's on the bike it, it's more than just a screen i mean it's a, it is truly a computer uh, it has the pedal sense software in it that helps uh, you pedal you can plug your phone into it while you're riding and charge your phone from the battery I mean, it has all kinds of uses for it. Wow. Wow. Now, do they come in different sizes? Like, do you get them for children, for teens, for adults, or are they kind of just adult models at this point? Yeah, it's mostly uh, a bike made for adults. Adults. Uh, You you have kids ride them. William Shatner's whole family rides them. His grandkids ride them. And a lot of people do uh, that. I think the bikes are generally designed for adults, people who want to get back on the bike or people who have been avid cyclists but for one reason or another have given it up or or were not able to continue cycling and uh, maybe they have arthritis in their knees or back or something like that and then they they all of a sudden come back to biking because of the electric pedal assisted bike. Or they've fallen off the road somewhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Costa Rica. Costa Rica. <laughs> yeah. And we're too traumatized to get back on a bike. I don't I'm know gonna, who I'm that could be. i a car next time I go to Costa Rica. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and there's some that are, are typical that you can you know, fling your leg over or step through. And there's one even, I was talking to your wife, a walkthrough. Yeah. Pedagos changed all that. We used to have... You know, male bikes and female bikes. That distinction has been done away with. Now the bikes are either step-through bikes where you can just pass your leg over the crank and pedals and comfortably get into the seat, or they still have the classic models uh, that you throw your leg over and get on the seat and pedal. But Pedego also makes a model that they call the Boomerang, which is the ultimate step through or walk through bike where uh, it sits real low to the ground and you don't have to throw your leg over you can easily mount the bicycle and get going and uh, it's perfect for someone that just doesn't want to somebody that's a little older maybe and doesn't want to struggle leaning that bike down and getting their leg over it so they can take off for a ride. Now, let me ask you the question because you say it has a lithium battery. Mm-hmm. So how long is the battery life? 
Well, it depends on the battery, but our longest acting battery will get you anywhere from 45 to 60 miles, uh, depending on how much uh, electricity and battery power you're using while you're riding the bike. There are some people who like that pedal assist a lot more, and then there are others who will do a lot more pedaling. And the more pedaling you do, the longer the battery is going to get you. But 60 miles is a great round trip i mean that uh, it's long yeah to ride that without battery power that's a that's a long trip and here in st louis that can from from our store for instance that can get you all the way down to the city and back it can get you to forest park where you can ride around and come back and it can get you all over our great uh, system of dedicated bike trails that have been built and constructed by Great Rivers Green. Now, when you pedal, is it charging the battery at all, or is it strictly a, a plug in the battery to the electric yeah, when, you, that, when you need it? That technology uh, exists, but it's not on Pedego bikes because it adds a lot of expense to the bike. And frankly, you don't get much benefit for that. In other words, the amount of charge that's generated by your pedaling would only add a mile or two to your ride and it's just not worth it and the the mechanism that charges the battery produces some friction on your pedaling so it even makes it a little bit more of a struggle to pedal so pedigo as a company has decided that until that technology evolves they're not going to put that on their bikes now staying with the batteries they're mounted on the back on above the back wheel and but there's can you mount them Midway or yeah, they depending on the model of bike, some of them uh, just snap the batteries just snap right onto the back of the bike. It's not a struggle to get that done. It's very easily exchanged or taken out if you want to charge it. And then they do have some models where the battery is integrated into the uh, down tube of the bike, where it almost looks like it's uh, hidden or concealed or part of the frame of the bike. And I noticed that there's also on some of the bikes a, a throttle yeah. and just kind of like a motorcycle then, I guess. Well, it is and it isn't. Uh, here in, in America, throttles are legal on these bikes. And what we like to use it for when we ride is if you're, if you're stopped at an intersection and you want that immediate delivery of power to get through the intersection or maybe you're cresting the top of the hill and you've been pedaling for miles and miles and miles, you can use that throttle to give that immediate burst of power and pedal assist to help you through that uh, particular, uh, you know, whether it's an intersection or a hill or something like that. So the throttle's there if you want it, and it doesn't have to be used if you don't want it. The regular handbrakes, like like a regular bicycle yeah. and things? It's like a bicycle in every other respect. Regular handbrakes. Our bikes are built with spoked wheels, or uh, we have mag wheels that you see now on a lot of bikes that are made for supporting a lot more weight, and they just look cool, I think. Comfortable seats, different types of handlebars. I mean, it's a, it's it's like biking only better yeah there's one with the handlebars like the old style where they were where they liked in england where you really rode up high like that you could change the handlebars like that but now i want to know like does it blow air conditioned air at you (laughs) if you go fast enough yeah you have to you generate the air conditioning all on your own that is right now i do have a question this may sound very silly but if you get caught in a rainstorm are you in any danger of this bike shorting out? No, these are uh, all designed to be 
water resistant. Uh, they ride in the rain. It just does, doesn't affect them. Good. Uh, you can't submerge the batteries or do anything like that. So, so don't ride so into the ran, river or anything like that. Yeah, if like you that. ran off the road in Costa Rica and <laughs> ran on a river, you might, <laughs> might, might have trouble. some problems. But uh, recently I was at the Pedego headquarters in California, and there was a, a Pedego dealer there from Ketchikan, Alaska, and he runs Pedego bicycle tours up there. And if you know anything about Ketchikan, it rains all, all the time. All the time, and yeah. Ever, almost always when he's uh, taking people out for tours, it's raining. Mm. And uh, the Pedego bikes just don't give him any, any. there's just no issues with that. That's Do you all have like classes to teach people how to ride them? Well, uh, not classes uh, because it's not that much different than riding a bike. Uh, it really isn't. So it really doesn't take any time to learn how to ride one. It takes just a couple minutes to learn how to operate the battery and the computer on the bike. But once you're on the bike, it's the same skills and fundamentals that you'd utilize when you're bicycling. I was going to ask you a very similar question to what Ellie asked you. What was the surprise when you first got on one? What surprised you about it, and what was like, oh, well, that's not so so bad? Yeah, the, the surprise to me was this, uh, this indescribable sensation uh, of just enjoying yourself again. Hmm. You know, I mean, it's like I'm back, back on the bike. I can go, you know, a little faster when I want to. And just the sensation of being kind of free to go a little farther on the bike, not have to worry about the turnaround. I heard you talking about that oh, earlier. Yeah. And and this this haunting feeling that boy, I better get back because I'm going to get tired. I mean, it is just a lot of fun, and I think that was what surprised me the most. It looks like you're getting on a normal bike. But when you come back, you just can't get the grin off your face. And, and a, you can actually do more things the day you're not just worn yeah. out and tired. <laughs> yeah, which I always get asked to do yard work. So <laughs> That's right, of I, course. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. But, uh. Well, this is so exciting because it's taking bicycles. And, and you probably heard Arnold talking about the history of bicycles a long time. And it goes back so far. And now we're seeing this evolution of the bicycle at this level. Makes you wonder where the next evolution is going to be. Quick question, top speed. Uh, top speed uh, is 20 miles an hour. So our bikes are all class two electric bikes. So they're calibrated and governed uh, to reduce the electric power and cut it off when you get to 20 miles an hour. But there are like the class threes can go up to what, 28, 25 miles an hour? Uh, I am, you know, I'm not sure what their top level of speed is but what i do know is that uh, to ride them on the trails in st louis and to uh, get away from the classification as a motor vehicle the fact that they're calibrated to stop at 20 miles an hour uh, is a really good thing your shop it's right at the trailhead at grant's trail over in kirkwood kind of behind qt and you know over there and at uh, leffingwell right Right and, by the county library. Right, that's right there. back there, and that's that's where their 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 store is, and you also rent bikes there for the trail and, and things like that. Oh, now that's a good idea that you can kind of test drive one beforehand. You can yes. rent it and see if it really is something that you like to do. And kick the tires. Yeah, I like that idea because you know you. I'm sure that it is a little bit of an investment, you know, and so before you would make that kind of an investment, you'd want to know is it really something that you would want to do. But it sounds like. 
once you do, once you try it, you're going to be like Pringles potato chips. You just yeah, you're hooked. You're hooked. <laughs> just can't. No, a lot of a lot of our customers rent before they buy. We're talking about Pedigo bicycles with Bill Sourwine of Pedigo St. Louis. Tell us a little bit about the store and when somebody goes in. Like you guys did a total renovation. It's very beautifully done. It was over there last week and just stopped in and you were gracious enough to talk and got a chance to see some of the bicycles and there were people walking in you're you've got this overhang that you can get some barbecue going and get people coming <laughs> off the trail wanting to barbecue. i'm just you know yeah we're not there yet we're no no food available but uh, yes we've we've uh, built a brand new store right at uh, 44 and big bend it also is adjacent to the Bravo Greenway uh, and the trailhead, the Oakland trailhead of the Grants Trail. And when you walk inside, uh, it's filled with uh, nothing but Pedego electric bikes and accessories to support those bikes. And so we don't sell regular bikes, but we only sell the Pedego electric bikes. We sell Burley trailers, which is a great brand of a child carrier and even a pet carrier. And we also sell uh, Thule uh, bike racks that can attach to your car and you can take your bike anywhere you want to go. So it's it's really a neat lo- location. We're really enjoying it. And that's a question. Will all bike racks, regular bike racks for like regular bikes hold the Pedego bikes? Well, a lot of the kind kind of uh, bike carriers or trailers that attach to the say rear window of your car or strap around the door of your car things like that they're designed to support a lighter bike and ours between the motor and sometimes the battery and things like that that it can be kind of a heavier bike so Thule uh, one of the best brands in designing these type of carriers has designed one just for electric bikes it supports that weight you can actually it has a little ramp that you can drive your bike ride your bike right up onto the uh, trailer that attaches to the hitch on your SUV or car and you never have to lift your bike it's it's just a neat design it's a wonderful thing so so what is the weight of the bike would you say our bikes are anywhere from about 45 to 50 pounds without the battery and and some of them are like the mountain bikes are a little lighter than that but once you once you attach the battery the battery makes up about 10 pounds of the weight of the bike and so the battery is kind of a a heavy thing and uh, most of the bikes with the battery are about 60 pounds wow okay the the difference is you don't notice it so if you were pedaling a 60 pound bike down the grants trail uh, that didn't have pedal assist you would really notice that weight uh, but you don't notice it when you're being powered by a, a battery and it's helping you pedal this this you know heavier than average bike so where do you generally ride your bike? And other than, of course, on the trail. <laughs> <laughs> well, lately I've been riding it to the bike store and back. Uh, but we ride we ride everywhere. I mean, my wife and I um, really got started getting into this culture and this lifestyle where we 
we will, instead of driving our car to the grocery store to do a little grocery shopping for just the two of us, we'll ride our bikes and we'll fill our backpacks with groceries or, or you might have a basket on the front of your bike that you can fill with groceries uh, to bring home. We ride them into Kirkwood and Webster in the evening to go out to dinner. I run quick errands and local errands on my bike now rather than in my car. And then, of course, when we want to just go out and enjoy ourselves, we have this beautiful trail system so close to our homes uh, that we get on the trails and ride back and forth on the trails. And in certain communities, people are much more bicycle aware than other communities. Ellie's like, you know, maybe, maybe not <laughs> where I'm riding. But I know, you know, even in the city of St. Louis, yeah. uh, they've converted streets to, I should say roads, to more, well, there's bicycle lanes on them now. They've yeah. gone from four lanes to now there's two lanes for cars and two lanes for bicycles. Right, the city's become, just in the last, uh, I'd say five or six years, much more bike friendly and much more bike aware. It's really helping with that commuter lifestyle where people wanna live close to a city core and they wanna ride their bike to work right. when the weather's nice. Um, so that, that really helps. And when you go to most major cities, uh, you'll see that they have a very loyal bike community and bike-friendly streets everywhere. And here we're, where we are in the Kirkwood and Webster area, you'll see more and more of the striped bicycle lanes, you know, much more bicycle racks in the downtown cores mm-hmm. of Webster and Kirkwood and Rock Hill and everywhere where you can, uh, you know, lock your bike up while you go visit a retail store or restaurant or a store. I noticed uh, Manchester Road, when you go from roughly McCausland East is set up for bikes. It's because it's flat. That's one of the, you know, if you follow the bike St. Yeah. Louis paths too, they're, they're trying to keep you away from hills and keep you away from those, you know, the steep climbs, like at least going from here down and up into Webster or, you know, that's, 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 that's a tough hill going up there. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, I would not ride on Manchester in Rock Hill. <laughs> Oh, not in Rock Hill. No, I mean, I mean, uh, east of Maplewood. Yeah, yeah. east of Maplewood east of is Maplewood. different. But yeah. yeah, here I always say, you know, when you're coming out of those uh, restaurants and you know stores that are on Manchester, between, it's bad enough in a car. Yeah, it really is. It yeah, really is between um, McKnight and Barry. You take your life into your hands trying to come out onto, especially at rush hour. Yeah. Don't go in there and try to get some nacho mamas and then come out. <laughs> <laughs> no, Man- Manchester's a difficult road, that stretch, Very difficult. Uh, to negotiate on your bike. But once once you start cycling and get out there more, you find the back roads right. that help you avoid it. And you can get to the same place you want to go just through a neighborhood or somewhere. And what's nice about that is you get to know your community quite a bit yeah, better. Yeah, I would think so. And get so. to know some shortcuts and places like, wow, I never even saw this. It's fun. You tend to, uh, the one thing I've noticed about cycling more is that you tend to notice your surroundings a lot more than you do when you're in a car. Yes. And you're worried about traffic. When, you're, when you've slowed it down and you're riding a bicycle, uh, you can look around and smell the roses a little bit more, if you will. Where do you think bicycles are going to be going, Bill, in the next decade? Or two decades. This is—it's kind of like audio, where we go from the old 
phonograph the wax and then we went to 78s and then we went to 33s and 45s and cassette tape and 8-track tape and you know CD players and now it's where are bicycles do you think they're going to evolve to? Well, I personally think we've just begun uh, this electric bicycling phase. I, li- I listen to you and Ellie talk about the long history of bikes, you know, and what struck me about all that is that until recently, there really hadn't been much change in a bicycle. And you, when you think about it, it was two wheels mm-hmm. and then pedals came on and then, you know, it kind of stayed that way for a long time. Uh, recently, uh, you know, technology to make bikes lighter, to make bikes user-friendly, to make them go faster came about. And we've just entered this phase where electric cycling, I think, is going to be the norm for the next phase of bicycling and the t- technology involved. Right now, we have this wonderful technology that Pedigo is out in the forefront of developing that makes it easier to pedal, you know, as all the things we've been talking about. And I think that that particular technology is going to develop in ways that the consumer demands. You know, they might they might want more information in terms of electronics. They might want the, the battery stored in different places on the bikes or the batteries to become smaller and, and uh, travel farther. I just want so, air conditioning blowing on me. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's... <laughs> That's something we're going to have to hey. work on. Maybe on the handlebars. Yeah, something like it's just blowing. You need a windshield? <laughs> <laughs> but I truly, uh, I truly believe that the electric uh, cycling is not only here to stay, but it's, it's going to be around for a while. Really, it only comprises about 5% of bicycle sales worldwide right now. And uh, I think that's going to creep up to around the 30 to 40 percent range. Yeah, I would think that once this hits Europe, though, um, where they are a little more attuned to the bicycling and and, uh, it's like when I went to Barcelona, everybody was on the little mopeds. Women, men, children, babies even had their own mopeds, you know. Everybody was <laughs> baby every moped. Ma- baby well, ped, you know? well, Europe's probably farther along than, than American electric bicycling, believe it or not. They, there are numerous brands that have been around over there as long as Pedigo has been. Pedigo has a number of stores over in Italy and London and Spain and places like that. And it, it's truly an international brand, but uh, el- battery-powered bicycling is, is really prevalent over there. Just the other day, we had a f- foursome drop by to rent some bikes uh, from our store in Pedigo, and they were all from New Zealand. Oh, and mm. they were talking about how in New Zealand, battery-powered bicycles are just the standard bike on trails wow. and how... You know, they, Who'd have thunk? they yeah. use them to go from town to town all the time. There's quite a bit of wind, yeah. you know, in New Zealand and lots of hills, and they use the battery-powered bicycles. And and I'm telling you, these this group knew exactly what to do. They jumped on the bike and knew how to use it and took off, and were just very familiar with them. That's very interesting. Well, and I do find that because. In Europe, you know, you, you have a space problem, and so you don't have room for large cars mm-hmm. and lots of parking lots and things like that. I found that, that that was the easiest way for people to get around. You know, and gasoline, I will tell you, was right. very expensive. Right. So That's I can see this really being something that helps us with uh, gasoline consumption, parking spaces. So many things could be impacted by it, even, even in terms of apparel. 
and the types of you know work, right. things that you wear in order to go out on it. So yeah. I see it as a, so. Can we um, like invest at this stage? You know, <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, you know, kind of like a Microsoft. Get it, get it while it's just starting up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You mentioned the two founders earlier, uh, or the are the owners of the company. They're great uh, creative guys who I think just have a wonderful product. And so I've I've kind of invested personally in this product. But beyond that, uh, you know, it's it's not, not a, a stock market yet. Traded. No, no it's <laughs> okay. not a publicly traded company. So, and and you also mentioned just to go back to something Ellie said about how you have to dress, and that's one of the things about cycling. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I mean, it was always a big project. You had to put your lycra shorts on. You had to have your yeah. your dry wicking shirt to get right. out because you knew you were going. You, your gloves made it more comfortable to ride, and you have to clip into the pedals and I would end up spending you know you almost spend as much on your bike as you do on the gear to ride them and electric the battery powered uh, Pedego electric bikes sort of alleviate the need for that if you're in a pair of jeans you can get out and ride these if you're in I'm in a pair of shorts and t-shirt now almost every day that I wear around the store and this is what you wear when you're bicycling and uh, if you're like if you're going to a restaurant and one of the uh, communities around here, you can ride these bikes dressed as you would uh, dress for the restaurant. So it really makes biking a little more comfortable, a lot more comfortable. That's why it's hello fun. <laughs> I think that is a great line. I hello do too. fun, and because that is what we're we're all looking for. We are looking for fun. We're looking right. for convenience, and I know that people will pay more for fun and convenience. Now I will have to ask you. Don't have to tell me a price like. This is not the price is right, okay? But is this expensive? I mean, am I going to have to take out a bank loan to get it like I do a car? No, it's no. it's not any more expensive than a regular bike. So if you if you go out and buy a good uh, road bike uh, these days, you're going to spend okay. three thousand to ten thousand uh, dollars. But the the Pedagor electric bikes range. Uh, they make models that sell for about eighteen hundred dollars. And then they make some that sell for around five to more than that. But I, I would say the sort of the average price, the most popular models sell for right around three thousand to thirty five hundred dollars, depending on the size of battery you yeah, get. Sure, that's not depending bad. on the extras on the bike and things of that nature. No, that's not bad at all. Yeah. Tell us again where your store is located. We're located at eight oh one South Holmes, uh, in the Kirkwood and Oakland area. So six three one two two. Our store is just off Big Bend and 44, right on the Gravel Greenway Grants Trailhead, and right behind the Oak Bend branch of the County Library. And you have a Facebook page? We do. You can uh, friend us on Facebook. We have a website that is www.pedagostlouis.com, and there you can find all the information about the bikes, the products we sell, and the rentals on the bikes as well. Excellent. Bill Sarwine, thank you for coming in to talk to us on Intune today. Thank you guys so much. It was a pleasure meeting you both, and I really, really enjoyed myself. Well, we can't wait till the show's over. We can tool around the parking lot. <laughs>